0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of our podcast series, Isolated, reflecting on lockdown and COVID-19. In this episode, you'll hear the second part of our interview with Halima and Christina, two teenagers from Birmingham, discussing the effects COVID-19 had on them and their mental health. Part one of this interview takes place in Isolated, episode five, so please listen to that first. In this part, after telling us how their mental health improved at first, they tell us how the second lockdown was more difficult for them. Let's hear the second part now. And let's reflect on how lockdown and COVID nineteen was for them. Do you feel that the coronavirus pandemic made your mental health worse?
1: I would say it made it worse because I was obviously sharing a house with people I I wasn't really like talking to or like um, I don't know just people that I wouldn't have like proper proper conversations with rather than like my someone as close as like my siblings as well and I think i um in terms of like my mental health I know it affected several members of my family because it affected me too it made me feel a bit helpless because it's like how long is that going to go for it just made me feel like oh okay is this going to be on forever this and that like yeah at the same time it's like as I said like teachers weren't around to like help you or assist you as well even the people like the government as well were not doing much. And like, I think they were more focused on like in terms of like medicine and vaccinations or what. Or just even what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. No people's mental mental health. Mm-hmm. In terms, of, I felt alone because it's like, OK, yes, I do got people to talk about. But it's like those people are also going through their own problems as well. So I can't really be selfish and talk about my own situations where they're also going through their own things as well i
0: think they were thinking the same thing that was like yeah, yeah
1: exactly yeah. so
2: everyone's thinking the
1: same thing so then you never end up exactly you know... but at least i can say that i was trying my best in terms of improving my mental health as as in like taking care of my hair taking care of my like taking better care of my skin care so and so on that just stuff that just kept my mind busy
2: i think um other than that like natural feelings of like lockdown that everyone else was feeling like you know isolation loneliness whatever it was like you know the fear of actually you know being in a pandemic etc for some of the lockdown my mental health did improve because I had a lot of a lot of time to reflect on me and just you know think about things in the future and stuff like that and I had a lot more time to journal and spend time with yourself with myself and that felt good but um it was hard and it was hard to like You know be in a house like a house all day and like not go out and not have your Mm. i don't know like fresh air like obviously you can go on walks and stuff but like but it's like limited it's not as often and that was really difficult to deal with as for like you know covid i never caught it and i still haven't touched wood (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um i know that would must have been difficult especially with people who got like long covid too because it was was really it was really scary to hear about like stuff like that online but um My mental health improved, but also, you know, at the same time, I had a couple of weeks where I just felt really low and like my mood would plummet and stuff like that. And then other times I felt okay. Um, Generally, like for a larger part of the lockdown, I felt pretty low. I felt pretty bad and it's not a good Mm. feeling.
1: I'm an introvert. I like staying at home, but it's just like I like staying at home on my own terms, knowing that I can go out whenever time I want to go out which is not all the time. But the fact that, like, in a way, the government restricted me that choice, like, restricted me that choice, like, you have to go out every day at least for one hour at the park, of this and that, and I'm sorry, but there's 24 hours in a day. One hour is not enough. In terms of, like, some just situations at home that actually caused me to... Like, as as you said, like, mm. make me feel a bit alone or just, like, my anxiety to rise up as well. It's just really that, to be honest. I feel like it was a bit of both on my ends. But I think it was more home situation rather than, um, pandemic as a whole because as I said I, I like staying at home so yeah. I think my mental health improved on the first lockdown mm-hmm. but my mental health went way down on the second lockdown I think it was in the two months when we had the online learning was that, that December time yeah
2: the, I think yeah. December to March time especially when, it being winter that makes it even worse because yeah, it's dark and yeah you know uh, seasonal depression etc exactly that makes it way worse that,
1: that lockdown, like the first lockdown, actually, as you said, it made me just have more conversations with myself, learn more about myself and evaluate my life and what I want to do and who I want to become and so on and so on so on. But the second lockdown, it was just, it was really, really bad. Like I don't know what happened, but because you would think like it's the same thing, but just you just have to be like in the computer with these people for
2: like six hours, but <laughs> it's clearly not. Every school, like I think compulsory, like you know, did offer like, hey, we have you know, there's places to speak, etc. But you know, it's like it didn't feel for me at least, it didn't feel genuine. Yeah, that's one that's why, like,
1: I Mm. because we have conversations about mental health Mm. almost every single time. And I feel like, in terms of like education, I just feel like they only talk about mental health to an excuse my informality to just save face if that makes any sense. The only thing they do is mm. just so like they don't look bad. Yeah. Whereas if like, let's just say like 20 years ago, they just didn't really care about it. Whilst now they just mm. quote unquote act like they do. Also they did send links and whatever, but it was just, as Halima said, it was very false. It didn't seem genuine. So I was just like, oh, okay. Because I know that there was, I think, two teachers that actually were, were really like, was I was going through, um when I was going through mental health as well as doing my GCSEs. Mm. They were really like Checking up on me, sometimes it would take me out of class to just check up if I was okay. If I couldn't handle it, I could always go to the office. So that that level of support as well, as well as like my our drama teacher, like he yes. was very very was big, big of mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Oh just, yeah, we used to meditate. Yeah, we used to meditate <gasps> a lot, and that, that and that and that helped a lot in terms of like calming down your anxiety, like just putting your thoughts into place or not even putting your thoughts into place, just not thinking about everything and just being in the moment. Still, Yeah. And he was just really like, he was just like, I know this has been hard, but obviously try to take it easy. And he was literally up on GCSEs be like, to be honest, we don't we shouldn't care about gcse is you that matters is your mental stability that matters because More. if you're not mentally stable how can you do your gcse's how can you go through your day-to-day basis and that's something i really loved and appreciate about mr roberts that he was keeping it real all the way yeah. there are teachers who really really care about their ment- uh, their students mental mental health and mm. but i'm not going to lie some of the good teachers left our school like the yeah. good teachers that actually really really proper cared and they showed it left and there's not that many now I feel like a lot of teachers just teach for the sake of teaching and a lot of teachers teach they have because a really
2: hard job
1: I can't imagine doing yeah. something like that yeah it's true but it's just like a lot of teachers teach to teach and a lot of teachers teach because they love and mm. um, has it called being an impact for their students as well I know I've had various teachers that have been an impact to me and I wouldn't be the young woman i'm standing here today if it wasn't for them and i will always give them credit do you know what i mean but just like yeah as you said obviously you have to take into consideration that teachers go through their own stuff as well and that there's always just something going on but you know you gotta take into consideration that it's like you're working in a facility where there's a lot of fragile children with Mm. in terms of like mental state emotional state even physical
2: state at this point do you and know sometimes what I mean? they you have don't to... know what to do. Exactly. And I can understand that. Like, having, being responsible for a group of like 30 kids, and then, you know, on top of that, having them talk about, you know, it, well, all schools kind of like, you know, have a mental health policy. So, you know, if, you're, if your students flag up as like something is concerning or there's something that they need to talk about, they'll refer you to the nurse to go. Or you can even drop in, like, because the nurse was always um in on specific days and everyone. Yeah, ca- everyone Yeah, everyone kind of knew that. So. Yeah. well basically <laughs> we have the nurse and the counselor the counselor will come every thursday and the nurse
1: will come every monday so if you both you got wow that sounds so bad
2: yeah so, you're gonna have to wait to or wait till thursday oh yeah. thursday i don't know if um i and also for like the specific days especially with the counselor for most serious things there's only so much appointments that she can do that in one so day true. and especially on monday um like you can you can pop into the nurse on her lunch break but yeah, I wish it was more stuff I wish it was every day that you could, yeah, you know, if you in. pop in. But you know, if the uh, if the institute doesn't have the facilities for that, then there's only so much that you can do.
1: But in terms of college, I don't know. I just I haven't been to the counseling college, so I really cannot
2: say. I, I have, yeah. Okay. You so can. there is one. Um, but um, she's not there to like she's not um there to like diagnose you with anything or yeah, like try yeah. and just like kind of like a nurse, I think, like just mm. just speak about you know. Your problems and like she'll give advice and stuff Mm. like that. Um, I I went once and I kind of talked about my problems that I was having and um, you know it does it it doesn't happen often but you do get your counselor like you know um when everyone's like kind of looking for a therapist to you know you know not every therapist is gonna match your needs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and you know there are some people who (laughs) aren't the best at their job and um and for me it felt that she was very dismissive of what I was saying and almost like argumentative and like just just dismissive of what, of what I was like, you know, how I was explaining the, my mental oh health my problems God. in general. I, it just made me feel really upset because it was like, oh, well, I was open to talking about it, but now not anymore yeah. because like if someone's not listening or like is just, it, in a sense, doesn't believe me, then yeah. it's re- that really puts a spanner in the works. Yeah. But in, in terms of mental health conversations in general, I think everyone is really like raves on about, you know especially now like oh let's have conversations about mental health etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know it's all fine and dandy to say that but people are really reluctant to have the nitty-gritty conversations about mental illness and mental health and because it's it's fine to you know have g- general conversations about anxieties and worries but you know mental illness can get ugly and it can get really really hard to talk about and those conversations are not conversations that Everyone is willing to have and is almost like we'll keep that under the carpet, don't you know? Yeah. Because like it can get really ugly, it can get really bad, Mm. and those conversations are the ones that no one really wants to talk about. But we should be having more difficult conversations about it. I feel like even one time, um, someone I think
1: I must have reached out to a friend because she wasn't coming into lessons, and I was getting starting to get a bit worried. So when she actually told me, as you said, the nitty. Gritty stuff. Mm. It actually put me like it changed my whole perspective, my whole viewpoint mm. of like mental health and all of that stuff. Because you're like you can actually dip it like you know all these influencers and lifestyle coaches. They will always tell you like get up, do work out this and that, 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 that. But it's like sometimes it's like do you know how that people's mental state is so fragile that even waking up in the morning is, is hard yeah. Yeah. exactly it's difficult so that's why i like before people will be like do this do that my advice for everyone is just to take it easy step by step because those little baby steps can lead into big habits you know what i mean
2: i think it should be part of the core curriculum you know to have that time and that education about mental health and mental illnesses and stuff like that and learning yeah. about that because that is really important because people can feel really, really bad and like not know what it is and not be able to identify it and think, oh, this is just something that everyone goes through. But yeah. actually it's not, it's, you know, like loads of people are probably going through it. But that's really important in terms of like, I mean, I know that we'd have like lessons, like on PSHE days and stuff brief, like that. It's really brief. It's like, you know, it like literally, I just remember the PowerPoints just being like, oh, if you have problems, here are like links to places you can go and kind of, mm-hmm. it's very generalised. Yeah. I feel like something
1: I appreciate from my brother's school, because he goes to a Catholic school, is that they have this um, curriculum called Lifestyle. So I think they talk about in stuff like in terms of mental health, how to budget, how to save your money, just, how's it called, the habits that helped you in the future when you get out of secondary school or college or just step into uni, those little um, stuff that they teach you that builds up into your personal development. So I really do appreciate My Brother School for doing that. But I feel like lockdown has given a lot of individuals the opportunity to talk talk more about mental health and how it affects everyone. Cause like at the, not even at the beginning, before lockdown, it was very brief. Like it was just saying mental health and be like, okay, Hmm. we get what you're saying. But now it's like a lot of people are having conversations with their families, with their friends, just checking up on each other. I feel like a lot of people are becoming more aware About mental health and how it affects an individual, forget lockdown, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think even during college
2: as well. Oh, with my friends all the time. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like I started being like more social and more open to having these types of conversations. And I'm part of the debate club as well. So Mm. we talk about when it came to um a topic about mental health, I was really up in front about talking about it and just because it needs to be talked about it. Because if we don't talk about it, then a lot of people are going to suffer in silence and I feel like it causes people to be comfortable talking about it as well as knowing more about it because now now we are all embracing it. It's like, you know, I have this, and uh, but I I can say that I'm trying, like I'm taking it easy, step by step. Do you know what I mean? Like we're all having conversation about it. I think the public
2: mental health services aren't very, I mean, it's it's there, but like the waiting list to, you know, talk to someone Definitely. or like, et cetera, et cetera. It's such a such a long and hard process that you don't want to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know i'm not like i'm not gonna blame it on like the nhs or anything but you know it being underfunded is um, a big impact and like reaching out for those services and like waiting for ages for a response it puts you off it puts you off like especially for like you know if you've got more serious mental health issues and stuff like like right now i'm trying to um get diagnosed for um, ADHD and, like, try and um, go down the route of, like, getting help for that. Mm -hmm. But um, actually going and doing it in the process, of it just feels so overbearing that I don't even want to, like, begin. And I keep putting it off and I keep saying, oh, uh, oh, I'll do it next week, I'll do it this, you know. But the whole process is so long and so... It's a grueling process that I don't want to go through. Um, But also a lot of people don't have the money to go private. So you have to put up with those long waiting lists and I know because I know when I was
1: going through my situation um my sister was um telling me like this places that I could go Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to sit here I I did not bother looking because um I was really going through it bad so um but now that I'm in a more stable position I don't no. But I know that I've been given a lot of um places to go. Even my friends as well. I think whilst I was going through my own situations, they sent me links of places to go yeah. in terms of like not only mental health, but like someone to talk to.
0: Is good physical health encouraged to
1: Yeah. Yeah, they
2: That's took, took
1: PE pretty seriously. But... I'm not going to lie. Even me in... I think it must have been... Was it the second lockdown? I didn't attend none of those lessons. And there was only just one person out of the whole year group that actually attended those few <laughs> lessons. And I was not one of them. And to be honest... What were they? Like do
2: five-star jumps in your, in your garden and or something? Yeah,
1: something like that. But even or in your room, and I was just like... Mm no i'd rather than do my own like 10 20 minute workout if i'm
2: feeling like it yeah your physical health is really really important on your mental health like if you're like breaking a sweat and like you know whatever going for a run that will that can do like even if if it's like 15 20 minutes that can do so much wonders for your Mm -hmm. for your mental health and how you're feeling because it will boost your mood and i think um was it summer of 2020 i started i joined i joined the gym i started going to the gym and my mental health improved so much i everyone says it and everyone like fitness coach fitness professionals like talking about how much your physical health um impacts your mental health and how much it can improve your mental health but you don't really realize it and once you actually go and put your physical health and put like take that responsibility into your own hands and you actually see how much it can improve your mental health like doing a workout and stuff like that can help so much let's just say with year 11 as well which was when my mental health was at its lowest
1: it was the exams that actually for some odd reason kept me a bit stable because I was so focused on what I had in my paper that I forgot about every single problem that I had and it was so weird I didn't know how to explain it like I was going to other people I was just like does this happen to you and I was like no it's exams are stressing me out but it's exams the same exams that I'm doing the GCSEs that are going to even grant me the opportunity whether I'm going to college or not yeah. that are helping me and it's just it's really crazy just, just just the
2: irony of things you know
0: yeah the last thing is just do you organize a wellness week do you take part in world mental health day
2: I think they acknowledged it but I don't think we really did anything
1: about it I think it. they acknowledged it more in college but it was just as you said with the whole PSHA thing it was very brief so then I was mm. just like, "Oh, okay, mental health week, but I think, oh, yeah, they also had like something after school. it was like um, no, it was something after school and during school hours as well. it was just like um this workshop where you could go to um." this room and there will be someone that um specializes on it and they will have conversations about it how to deal with it this and that da, 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 da. but i just i would like it to be um to in a way be a bit compulsory because it's like not everyone wants to you know because yeah. that no i don't think anyone wants to be in the spotlight when it comes to that yeah you know because it's like oh where did you go where did you go yeah. but it's like more of like everyone went so you can't point the finger at me
0: okay well, thank you for putting it out of our hot room and thank, <laughs> thank you for uh, sharing very interesting stuff and I uh, hope it wasn't too traumatic to go back there to lockdown. No. But uh, yeah, thank you very much no. and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. Thanks for listening to Alima and Christina. This was the last episode of our series. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you want more information about loneliness, mental health, anxiety or self-harming, anything like that, check the show notes for links to useful websites and helplines. This podcast was produced by Sudden Productions and recorded at Birmingham Podcast Studios. Please subscribe, rate and review. It really helps us reach more people. And if you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend.